Welcome to Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William, featuring award-winning financial advisor and former host of the Sunday Money Show, News Talk 1010, Paul Baraka and his associate advisor, William Baraka. Creating and keeping wealth does not need to be complicated. Paul and William will cut through confusing and contradictory financial advice to give you the real facts to help you invest better and enjoy a worry-free retirement. The views and opinions expressed in this video may not necessarily reflect those of IPC Securities Corporation. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. And welcome everyone to the 23rd edition of Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William. I'm Paul and the good looking fellow beside me is William. And we're here to talk about things that hopefully you are very relevant to you with your finances, your investments and so forth. How are you doing today, William? I'm awesome, Paul. How are you doing? I never complain, never complain. So we want to talk today about a number of different things that I think people, maybe they kind of know, maybe they don't, but they don't often think about when they're talking about investing their money and markets and so forth. So I I think the, the first one we might want to chat about is you we're know, gonna talk about Mark. five ideas. We've broken up into five different ideas. Yeah. Uh, that maybe a lot, some some of our listeners haven't quite uh thought about too much. So the first one might be, well, you know, the market moves, big moves from top to bottom. And they're always obvious in hindsight. Or aren't they? They're always obvious in hindsight. But when they're happening, they're not. For example, 2008. I hear people now, oh, it was obvious. You could see it coming, but no one caught it. Virtually no one caught it. The most, you know, the best money managers in the world, the most experienced, the pension plan people, they didn't catch it. But always in hindsight, it, things always tend to be obvious. And what about COVID? March of 2020, March of 2020, right? You remember that, Will? Oh, COVID yeah. was just starting. It was just the uh, news of all those people. It was all new to everyone. The government was starting to shut down. Everything around the world was just starting to shut down in mid to late March of 2020. And where do you think everyone thought the market was going to go from there? What do you think? Definitely almost. I know I, I did. I thought it was going to keep going down. Yeah. And, and we go, oh, my gosh, is the whole world going to seize up? But on March 23rd, of 2020, the time when things were just really starting to look lousy, the market turned on a dime and went up for two years. No one expected it. It's all, it's just not obvious until you look in hindsight. I yeah, mean, people, uh, as humans, we all like certainty in our lives yeah, and we, we look yeah, for it yeah. everywhere. Investing definitely included in that. So like you said, yeah. people like to look back at, at different times and and say, oh, this trend was obvious because of this and so on and so yeah. forth and try and exactly. extrapolate it into present times. Because again, we want that certainty. We, we crave it. Um, but the lesson to take is that markets in the short term, they're, they're completely unpredictable. 
no one predicted these things when they were happening as much as he liked to have hindsight bias. No one predicted it. So don't try and extrapolate it before and think you can spot all these trends. Mar- markets are unpredictable. that They don't work that way. Yeah. And if, you know, you hear on the media, oh, this person predicted this and that, but they don't tell you about the other 19 other predictions that same person made that were completely wrong, completely mistimed. <laughs> it's, like it's our, fr- our friend you- Jim Cramer. Our friend Jim Cramer. Yes, yes. So, and by the way, even, you know, do you really think, and this is something investors can ask themselves. Do they really think they're going to, if the market goes down, that you're going to nail the bottom, that you're going to be able to know, okay, today is the bottom of the market. Someone's going to tap you on the shoulder and go, time to buy. It doesn't doesn't work that way. It doesn't work it that way. The next big idea we want to talk about today is that uh, the economy, and this is, might be hard for people to kind of comprehend, but the, yeah. the economy and the stock market, they aren't the same thing. Again, especially in short-term time periods, that they aren't the same thing. We hear, again, from a lot of people we speak to, and like, for example, last year, people would say, oh, mm-hmm. I think a recession is coming because that's what everyone well, that's again, in the media was saying. <laughs> a recession's a recession's coming. I have some money to invest, but I want to keep it on the side because you never know what's going to happen. People are supposedly going to lose jobs. And that may or may not be happening. It doesn't seem like right now that recession is going to come to fruition. But again, who knows that that could change quickly. The media has been predicting a recession for years. Right, but yeah, it I mean, happened yet? Hasn't happened yet. But recession or not, Paul, it doesn't necessarily affect the stock market. Like for example, last year the U.S. stock market lost eighteen uh, percent, just over eighteen percent. But the actual economy, if you looked at it, did amazing. It was going ahead, crazy. The U.S. economy added four and a half million jobs last year. I th- think that's the second strongest year in history on record. Um, but four and a half million jobs, the stock market dropped 18%. That seems very counterintuitive. And the exactly. opposite can be true as well. The economy can do very poorly, but the stock market can do well at the same time. I mean, all you got to do is look at last year, as you say, market uh, markets did poorly. The economy did very, very well. See, the main thing is what people don't realize is markets are forward looking. The markets today are, are thinking, what's going to happen in 12 months from now? We're going to try and look forward. But the economic numbers are backward looking. They're saying, well, here's what happened two or three months ago. They're very, very different things. People make this mistake all the time. They think, oh, someone predicted this is going to happen. That's going to happen. And the exact opposite happens. So again, markets look forward. Economic data looks backward. The economy looks backward. They're two very, very different things. So here's, here's another good one, Will. How many times have we heard this? Client, someone comes in the office, they say, I don't want any risk. I don't want any risk. I want to earn a good return, but I don't want any risk. Well, there's risk everywhere. And what does risk mean to you? 10 different people will have 10 different definitions of risk. Anything you invest in has risk. Anything in life has risk. When you walk out, to the street, there's a risk. There's either the only thing that you can avoid risk, I guess, if you hide yourself in a closet your whole life, even that is risky in its own way. Nothing in life doesn't have risk. Investing means risk and that your portfolio will, not maybe, 
in periods of time will drop. That's just the way it works. Well, there's two and, basic ways we can look at it. There's there's a lot more we can get into, but two basic ways. A lot of people will look at the risk and say, oh, it's the, the risk of my portfolio dropping and the volatility that comes with that. But then you can also look at risk and some people need to take on a certain amount of risk. They can make their portfolio really conservative, put it all in GICs, and you know you won't have that volatility risk, but then you have the risk of maybe your money not growing enough to support you the rest of your life. Well, that's, I mean, you could look now, you can get a four or 5% GIC right now. People are saying, oh, I just locked my money away for five years. Well, inflation is over 5%. Plus taxes, you are guaranteed, you put your money away at 5%. Now, I'm not saying, sometimes it's very good to take advantage of that. But a lot of the times, if you buy that five-year GIC, you are guaranteeing that you will lose purchasing power after inflation taxes every single year, guaranteed. That's what yeah. I can guarantee. People okay. don't look at it. Okay, so then yeah. let's um, let's move on then, Paul, uh, to point or try idea number four. There's difference between what people say and what they do. And it's very clear, by the way, as us as advisors. For example, we have people complete a risk questionnaire and there's certain questions on there. One of the questions is, okay, how much downside in your portfolio are you? Are you comfortable with that you won't panic? And in a balanced portfolio, people say, oh, I'm comfortable with maybe in a worst case scenario, a 20% drop in a single year. They're comfortable with that until it happens. Then they're not comfortable with it. And then they want to panic often and change. Now, not everyone, by the way, but this is not uncommon. People say one thing, saying, I'm willing to expect this until it happens. And then they're not willing to. We've had a few people, a few clients against our advice, panic in these situations, and it's cost them dearly in both situations. So, uh, I mean, another question is, well, I think we asked them, if prices go down significantly, will you put more money in, assuming you have more money? And what do a lot of people say? Yeah. They say, yeah, oh, I'll, well, if prices go down, I'll buy more. But my, uh, just without statistical knowledge, 98 out of 100 people will not do that. Yeah. They and that's will why not there, there's, there's a big problem with these risk profiles, Paul. The, yeah. the advisors are mandated to use them, but they, they're severely flawed. So that's why you, you don't just base investment decisions just based off of a, a questionnaire, a couple of questions. It's a more thoughtful process than that. Yeah, and actually, that's one of the reasons where, you know, a good advisor is there to help guide you along in those very panicky and emotional times. And mm -hmm. your portfolio goes down 10, 15 percent. You're not happy. You get emotional. It's normal. We're all guilty of it. What's the last uh, idea we want to talk about today? Well, a lot of times people question us and they go, well, this investment isn't working very well right now. But that doesn't mean it's a bad investment, does it? Uh, investments do not work all the time. They do not work. A solid investment that's right for you based on what you want to achieve and your risk book could be very good in the long run, but it's going to have periods where it's going to underperform. It will, and not maybe, it will have periods where it's going to out underperform compared to something else you decide to compare it to. And, you know, what, what clients often come to us and, they, and what do they say? Well, they say they pick one account that they feel is not doing well. And, and what do they say? Why isn't this uh, doing as well as the other one? 
And we have to explain them. It's part of a big picture that yes, in the last six months, maybe this account, maybe it's designed to be a bit more conservative or a bit more growth oriented, whatever it is. In the last six months, this has not worked as well. But oftentimes in the next six months, it will actually do better than what they're comparing it to. That's what investing is all about. We're big fans of diversification. And there's a quote I read once. I forget exactly where it's from. So I'm sorry, who, whoever I'm stealing this from, but it's, uh, and I'm yeah. going to paraphrase it, but it essentially says diversification means there's always going to be a reason for someone to be mad at you because there's always going to be some idea Perfect. in there, yeah. some investing yeah. style, uh, some asset <laughs> class that's not working at the moment. And an example right now um, in this current market environment is yeah. um, technology stocks in the U.S. Um, and yeah. this is from Forbes uh, from a couple days ago. And it mm -hmm. says um, seven technology stocks, Apple, Alphabet, Meta, NVIDIA, Amazon and Microsoft um, and Tesla as well. So seven of them, they account for 88% of the S&P 500's uh, 2023 gains this year. So essentially what they're saying is if you own the index this year, the S&P 500, you're up 7%. But if you didn't own those seven stocks, if you tried to own some other part of the S&P 500, you, prob you would not be doing anywhere close to that 7%. So again, that's the beauty yeah. of diversification. And again, to your point about things not working all the time, those were the stocks just last year that did way they worse did than horribly. the index. Way worse. Some of them lost, oh, 60, 70%. Yeah. By the way, the year before, 2021, they were outstanding. They yeah. were outshining everything. So, again, you panic last year, you sell it. Oh, my gosh, you would have missed out on a good, healthy return next year. So, I think, I think that's it for today. I want to just throw in one more thing for everyone listening, and that is, your neighbor, your brother, your colleague, the media, advice, taking advice from them will almost certainly lose you money because they don't know what you need. They don't know your situation. And I don't know, what does Uncle Fred know about investing? You know, tell me about it. So I had to throw that in there, Well, <laughs> So that's all it right. for today. Our next program is something we see all the time. People are always asking about this, especially people nearing retirement. CPP and old age security mistakes you want to avoid. And again, we've seen our, even our clients don't tell us things. They make mistakes, cost them money, cost them taxes and so forth. Do so you want to make sure that you click in for that next item? And of course, if you like, uh, if you like what you heard today, please rate us, uh, subscribe to us and feel free to pass us on to whoever you like. And by the way, we'd like to hear from you. We'd like to hear what you would like us to talk about. And just send us an email at info at westendwealth.com, info at westendwealth.com and say, hey, I'd like, like you guys to talk about this. And we'd love to get your input and your thoughts on the program. And of course, by the way, if you have any interest, you feel you heard something that you could need some help with, again, we'd be happy to start a conversation with you. Just go info at westendwealth.com. Cheers. Bye-bye now. This podcast was brought to you by West End Wealth Planning, an award-winning wealth planning practice catering to small and medium-sized business owners and to those looking to create a worry-free retirement for themselves and their families. To learn more, go to westendwealth.com. 
Don't forget to rate this podcast and subscribe to Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William by going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts.